0: Let's see what they find. I wouldn't be surprised if they found thousands and thousands and thousands of votes. So we're going to watch that very closely. And after that, you'll
1: watch Pennsylvania and you'll watch Georgia. And you're going to watch Michigan and uh, Wisconsin. And
0: you're watching New Hampshire. They found a lot of votes up in New Hampshire just now. Oh, did they? Did they find a whole lot of votes up in New Hampshire just now? Really? Scared in case I fall off my chair (laughs) And I'm wondering how I get down the stairs Clowns to the left of me
1: Jokers to the right here I am stuck in the middle with you
0: I am From Pacifica Radio in Los Angeles, this is the broadcast as heard on KPFK 90.7 FM in LA, also in Red Bluff and Redding, California on KFOI, Round Mountains KKRN and Eureka's KGOE, up in Oregon on the Central Coast on KYAQ, Cottage Grove's KSO and Eugene's KEPW. In Lancaster, Pennsylvania on WLRI, Maui, Hawaii's KAKU. In Columbus, Ohio on WGRN, Palinville, New York's WLPP. Rochester, New York's WRFZ down in New Orleans on WHIV. Out in Gallup, New Mexico on KNIZ, Concord, New Hampshire's WNHN, Fayetteville, Arkansas's KPSQ. In Seattle on KODX, Janesville, Wisconsin's WADR. And Minneapolis, St. Paul's, AM 950, KTNF. Did I mention Conquer New Hampshire's WNHN? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. We're going to be talking about them today. Uh, We're also streaming coast to coast and around the globe on the internets on the Progressive Voices Channel, Netroots Radio, Radio for Humans, FYI Nation, NicoleSandler.com, Radio Free Brooklyn, Workforce Rising, No Lies Radio, Verdant Square Radio, And Detour Talk, Blanketing Planet Earth, five days a week. I'm Brad Friedman, your friendly investigative blogger, journalist, troublemaker, muckraker, and all-around swell fellow, says me, from bradblog.com. Thank you very much for joining us today, and welcome to another thrilling edition of the Bradcast. Uh, No, uh, Donald Trump's best way to raise money for himself and uh, his family and his failing businesses that would be the continued spreading of his big lie that the election was stolen, fr- stolen from him, that he actually won it in a landslide. Well, that's that's not going to be going away anytime soon. And why should it? He's got to shake his moneymaker, Desi Doyen.
1: And it's he's shaking it a lot. Oh,
0: he's doing a lot of shaking. Uh, it also helps, you know, to sort of keep him relevant-ish, along with the notion that he might run for president again in 2024, though... Color me skeptical on that point, but for now, the possibility itself that he just might, that he could, that he's thinking about it, that he's considering it, is another great con by which he can enrich himself. That's what he does. So as the big lie continues, the post-election audits will apparently continue as well, not just in Arizona, but now now we have another state. Well, another town in another state that is about to see an audit, though this one could be very, very different from what we're seeing in Maricopa. And I've got some, I guess, inside skinny on that that I will be explaining in a bit uh, today. But for now, I just wanted to share this veteran GOP pollster Frank Luntz. Desi's favorite veteran (laughs) GOP pollster, uh, warned that former President Trump's repeated assertions that the 2020 presidential election was rigged against him could hurt Republican efforts to take back the House in 2022. Luntz noted in an interview on a New York Times podcast that, uh, quote, more than two thirds of Republicans believe that the election was stolen. He warned that a widespread and unproven belief that there was rampant fraud last November could turn Republicans off from voting in the midterm elections. What Donald Trump is saying is actually telling people it's not worth it to vote, said Luntz. Donald Trump single-handedly may cause people not to vote, and he may be the greatest tool in the Democrats' arsenal to keep control of the House and Senate in 2022, said Luntz. Now, Frank Luntz is very smart. He is very evil, but he is also very smart. And now, before you get too excited, however, about this longtime Republican pollster's Suggestions that uh, that all of these big lie nightmares from Trump about massive voter fraud, preventing Republicans from turning out next year. Before you get too excited about that, let me let me suggest here. Do not listen to Frank Luntz.
1: (laughs) Always good advice.
0: Well, frankly, uh, you know, my experience with folks who feel like the election system has been rigged against them. Uh, my experience is quite the opposite from what Luntz is saying there, and, and frankly, from what Democrats have been saying for years. It's uh, it's one of the reasons they don't like to talk about the very real concerns about our voting systems, not the phony ones that the uh, Trumpers are now pretending about. But, you know, Democrats do not like to talk about these very real concerns About our voting systems under the belief that it will prevent people from voting, that they'll just throw up their hands, they'll give up and not vote because they don't think that their vote matters. Now, I guess that may be true for some people. But I got to tell you, in my nearly 20 years of covering this particular beat, election integrity, concerns about fraud, concerns about vote flipping and so forth. My experience is what I have found is that when people feel that their vote may be stolen from them, they work harder to make sure that that doesn't happen. They become poll workers. They fight like hell to make sure their, their vote gets counted. They you know, try to not be forced to vote on a provisional ballot. And that's somewhat, I realize, contrary to the conventional wisdom that we hear from a lot of Democrats and, and now from Frank Luntz. And I don't have any particular studies to refer to, unfortunately. I believe that uh, when people, however, feel that they have been ripped off at the voting booth, that they turn out more, not less. Uh, And that, of course, if true, could be very bad news for Democrats next year, after I suspect this uh, evidence-free nonsense that the election was stolen from Trump uh, last year is going to continue for some time at this rate, and it could come to haunt Democrats next year, no matter how guys like Frank Luntz or... You know, some Democrats who think this is good news, uh, uh, you know, may turn out to whatever they whatever they think. I, I think they're wrong. I hope, by the way, that I'm wrong and that they're right. But I must say, I am disappointed in how often I am not wrong.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's usually a problem that you're pretty much right when you uh, assess these things, I don't want to be. I don't want
0: to be. Well, I think part of
1: it is that it's obviously Republican voters, GOP's base voters, that say that they believe that the election was stolen. I don't think they actually believe the election was stolen. I think it's because they believe that Democratic votes are invalid. So if a Democrat voted for it, then it's got to be a fake vote, a false vote. (laughs) Because notice they don't challenge the races where Republicans won in the same states where they allege all of this voter fraud. So I don't think that they actually believe the election was stolen, and I believe they will actually, the Republican voters, will probably turn out in great numbers, just like you suggest, because they're like, hey, it's our chance to win back the House and start imposing cruelty on everybody else again, on all those people we hate.
0: Well, actually, I do think they believe that it was stolen, but of course, only the races that they lost were stolen, and the races that they won were just fine they you know they don't talk about that inconsistency i mean if 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 democrats and dominion and china and cuba were smart enough to steal the election for joe biden from donald trump but oops we forgot uh you know to also steal uh, more senate seats well, oops we also we lost us house seats why did we forget to rig those as well Anyway, there are, there are some problems with their theories, but anyway, <laughs> yeah, Luntz went like on. Reality. Luntz went on to say that uh, Trump, quote, could never win the 2024 general election, but that he would bet on uh, Trump to be the GOP nominee in 2024. He said, if Donald Trump runs for president as a Republican, he's the odds-on favorite to win the nomination. He could never win a general election, Luntz said, but I can't imagine losing a Republican primary. I would bet on him to be the nominee, and I would bet on him losing to whatever Democratic nominee there was. So uh, here I believe Luntz is half right. Trump will absolutely be the nominee if he decides to run again. Though personally, I think his uh, legal issues are going to keep him from being able to do so. Uh, though maybe that's just wishful thinking on my part. I don't know. <laughs> but if if he were to run for the nomination, yes, I believe that he absolutely not only could win the nomination in a walk. But I believe that uh, to note to, to the thinking that he couldn't win the general election is ridiculous. Uh, but, you know, he has an actual interest in keeping up the belief that he is going to run, whether oh, he's going to run or not. But but not actually say out loud that he's considering it because if he does then there's all kinds of campaign finance rules that kick in and he doesn't get to personally keep all the money that he's currently raising it would have to go into an actual campaign exploratory fund and so forth so right now he he's taking money on his website as if he is going to run But that uh, money he gets to pocket from his gullible suckers and chumps, and uh, he's going to need that money for all of the accumulating legal bills and collapsing properties of his. But to Luntz's wishful thinking that uh, Trump could never win a general election, that is exactly the type of thinking that ended up with Donald Trump's election in 2016 in the first place. I think he absolutely could win a general election and, yes, become president again if he won the nomination. And that doesn't mean he has to win it fair and square, by the way, either, given our easily manipulated voting systems. Uh, But he could win it fair and square as well. After people like Frank Luntz tell folks that, oh, Donald Trump could never win a general election. You can relax. Yeah. So, you know, beware the wisdom of Frank Luntz. <laughs> I think that's always a good idea. Write that on your wall. Beware the <laughs> wisdom of Frank Luntz. Uh, well, I've got some uh, new uh, MAGA mob post-election audit news uh, coming up for you momentarily, as I mentioned. And no, it is not in Arizona, but in a whole new state. But but you actually may be excited about this one. We'll see. I'll get to it shortly. But while the MAGA mob is, is showing no signs right now of backing off from their... So far, evidence-free insistence that Trump didn't really lose the election. At least uh, one of the media outlets who had played along with that scam for quite a while after the election is finally beginning to back down. After, of course, getting hit with uh, huge defamation lawsuits. uh, I've been trying to get to this story for the past week, but let me jump in here as TPM's Zoe Richards reported after spending months amplifying former President Donald Trump's false claims of a stolen election. Newsmax finally issued a statement that acknowledged there was, quote, no evidence to support claims promoted on its air that Dominion Voting Systems and one of its top employees, a guy by the name of Eric Coomer, manipulated 2020 election results. In a statement published last Friday, the uh, right wing, very Trumpy, quote unquote, news network said that while it had initially covered claims by Trump's lawyers and supporters about widespread voter fraud, it, quote, subsequently found no evidence that such allegations are true.
1: It admitted the stories were lies.
0: The network had been particularly dogged in its promotion of conspiracy theories that Dr. Eric Coomer, Dominion's director of product strategy and security at Dominion, had played a role in manipulating voting machines and the final vote counts in the 2020 presidential election. But now, months later... The uh, GOP propaganda outlet is, yes, acknowledging that extensive recounts and audits in a number of states falsely attacked by Trump and his allies do not support those claims. Quote Many of the states whose results were contested by the Trump campaign after the November 2020 election have conducted extensive recounts and audits, and each of these states certified the results. As legal and final, the outlet said, hoping to save its financial ass. Now, note they don't say that Joe Biden won them. They say each of these states certified the results as legal and final. Doesn't mean they're that they were correct or accurate. So they just, still
1: tried to weasel this is, out Yeah, of it.
0: they did. It's the it's it's uh, what they're saying. All the Republicans now, if you ask them, oh, did Joe Biden uh, w- legitimately win the presidency? They won't say yes. They'll say, well, Joe Biden is the president. There is no question about that. Yes, but did he win uh, legally and constitutionally? Fair and square. Fair and square. Uh, look, Joe Biden is the president. We I do, don't know we do, why you're asking Why, why me are this? we going over this again? Joe Biden is obviously the president. That's what they, <laughs> that's a, so that's a sort of a version of this. And Weasel anyway, words. yeah, they're backing off. Uh, uh, they're backing off their back off here, sort of. <laughs> In any event, in the statement, Newsmax said it found no evidence that Coomer had manipulated voting machines. Now, this was a huge claim that was made by the MAGA mob uh, after the November election. And I can't tell you how many people in, in, in Twitter comments that I had to push back at or at, uh, at Brad in comments uh, insisted that the election was stolen because of this teleconference, this uh, conference call. With Antifa. Yes, seriously, with Antifa that Coomer took part in. He was on a conference call with Antifa uh, before the election. He was caught. He was recorded in it. He was quoted from it in which he was promising to flip votes from Donald Trump to Joe Biden to make sure that Trump lost. This is a real thing. This was a, the call is not, but this claim is a very real thing. I heard it over and over and over again since the election. You're looking at me. Had you not heard that one? I had
1: not heard that. So they're claiming that there's this audio of this conference call floating around that proves this, although nobody ever was able to present it because, of course, it's fake.
0: Well, not true. So, of course. Yeah. When you say, as I did to them, wow, that's that sounds bad. A top official at a voting machine company having a conference call with Antifa, which, by the way, is not a real organization. They don't actually exist. I don't think they have conference calls in any event. (laughs) He was on the conference call with him, this top official at this top voting machine company promising to steal the election for Donald Trump. Uh, and I would say, geez, that boy, where can I get evidence of that? And they would if if they were bothered to reply to me at all, they would say, well, they would point to somebody else who was making that claim, uh, you know, with, with with the words that Co- Coomer said on the call in quotes. <laughs> so, you know, they're real words. You can't just put quotes around anything. Uh, You know, in someone's Twitter feed, there was no actual audio or witness testimony or anything like that. Uh, After naming him over and over again and dangerously making this guy a target of the MAGA mob, at least Newsmax now admits, quote, Newsmax had found no evidence that Dr. Coomer interfered with Dominion voting machines or voting software in any way, nor that Dr. Coomer ever claimed to have done so. Nor has Newsmax found any evidence that Coomer ever participated in any conversation with members of Antifa, nor that he was directly involved with any partisan political organization. Now, of course, the statement comes after uh, Coomer himself filed a defamation lawsuit against the network. The Trump campaign, Trump lawyers uh, Rudy Giuliani and Sidney Powell, also right wing uh, outlet One American News and, and others were also named in the suit. So I believe this is a separate lawsuit from the one filed by the actual Dominion Voting Systems Company against many of those same folks. Newsmax was subsequently then dropped from Coomer's lawsuit on Friday after reaching a financial settlement whose terms were not publicly disclosed, according to Colorado Public Radio, who first reported the statement from Newsmax. So Newsmax has paid up money to Dominion, at least to Eric Coomer, of some unknown amount for their false and defamatory statements. According to the complaint filed in December, Coomer had been forced to flee his home in response to these uh, these threats and had to sever ties with friends and family members in order to stay in seclusion. He told AP during an interview at the time that uh, right-wing websites had posted his photo, his home address, details about his family, and that the death threats quickly followed thereafter. Coomer's lawyers argued in the complaint at the time Quote, Dr. Coomer had an onslaught of harassment and credible death threats issued against him. He is at risk in his home or in going to work. His presence puts his family, friends, colleagues and community in danger. Newsmax apologized in its statement uh, on Friday for the harm. Its reporting of the false claims caused Coomer, quote, on behalf of of Newsmax, We would like to apologize for any harm that our reporting of the allegations against Dr. Coomer may have caused to Dr. Coomer and his family, the statement read. Now, by the way, that has not gotten the MyPillow guy to back off one iota from any of this. That would be Mike Lindell, the MyPillow CEO. Uh, who with his company, he is also being sued uh, by himself and his company for one point three billion dollars from Dominion as well. As I recall, he now is calling for his supporters to boycott Newsmax <laughs> oh, goodness. and switch to OAN. Speaking uh, about uh, Newsmax and their settlement uh, with Dominion voting systems on this, uh, Lindell said, quote, I take personal offense to that shame on Newsmax. You go, Mike, you get another good night's sleep tonight and then you go go hit those Newsmax bastards hard. So there is that. Don't know how much uh, publicity any of that got, whether, you know, on Newsmax or OAN or Fox News, uh, but obviously at least Newsmax is scared for its life at this point by these lawsuits and I suspect will be much more careful in covering Team Trump's nonsense. Nonetheless, none of it has stopped the MAGA mob who have just won yet another new post-election audit coming up or at least permission to run this audit. This one, not in Arizona, but in New Hampshire. But this one has a bit of a twist involved that the MAGA mob may or may not be happy about some exclusive details on that right after this. I'm Brad Friedman, and this is, as Des likes to say, your early warning system, otherwise known as the Bradcast. Hey, this is Brad. Our nightmare election may be over, but new ones are on the way. Here at the Bradcast and Bradblog.com, we fight for election integrity all year around, like no other media outlet in the nation. But of course, we need your help to do it. Please stop by Bradblog.com/slash donate to make an automated monthly pledge of any amount you like, or even just a one-time-only contribution to help us remain on your public airwaves and completely independent. The fight for voting rights, civil rights, and to save our planet continues. Please help us continue that fight independently over your public airwaves by stopping by bradblog.com slash donate right now. Go ahead, do it right now. From Desi Doyen and myself, thank you. Uh You can't count on me like one, two, three. I'll be there. Yes, I will. And I know when I need it, I can count on Welcome you. Back. Like four, three, two, Welcome back. Welcome back to the Bradcast. There. Brad Friedman from bradblog.com. All right, I, I will take a break <clears throat> a little bit from driving you crazy today. Just only a little bit, though, <laughs> about the insane... Taxpayer-funded, privately run audit theater going on in Maricopa County, uh, Phoenix, Arizona, that we've been talking about for the past couple of weeks here, uh, where they are looking at the uh, the 2.1 million ballots through microscopes and UV lights to find some kind of e- any evidence of fraud, whether it's missed tallies by the optical scan computer systems or looking for paper ballots that are too thin to possibly be real ballots. The paper is just too thin. Or, as the nation has finally heard about uh, recently this week, after hearing about hearing about it on the show here about two weeks ago, bamboo fibers in the ballot paper, which according to the right wing Florida company named Cyber Ninjas who have no experience in elections or votings, according to them, that would indicate that the ballots were flown in secretly from China because, as everyone knows, everything in China has bamboo in it. So there is, that's what that's about. Uh, there there is, is little, if any, public oversight of the uh, actual process that is going on in Arizona's Veterans Memorial Coliseum. There's no daily tracking of results as they're being tallied. There's no real idea of how any of whatever they are doing is actually being collated or added up or even how the real ballots are being secured in this effort to review the handmarked paper ballots of two point one million Arizona uh, and maybe secretly Chinese voters <laughs> in a race that was certified for Joe Biden over the Loser Donald Trump by more than 10,000 votes. So anyway, I'm sure there's more to come on that, but we will give you a bit of a break from that today to focus on the next 2020 election results to get an all new audit six months after Election Day, where Trump and the mog mob uh, crowd are, are, are insisting that they have discovered evidence of the steal. And that would be in New Hampshire, specifically in the town of Windham, New Hampshire, where they also use all hand marked paper ballots. That's good. So we've got something that we can go back and count, presuming the chain of custody has not been destroyed. Though in the case of Windham, they use the very old, easily hacked. Oft failed computer optical scan systems made by Diebold. Remember them? Hmm. They have uh, changed their well. They years ago they changed their name from Diebold to Premier uh, because jerks like me
1: pointed it, out all the security flaws. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, and then that company Premier was later sold off and sort of split up in a purchase between the nation's largest voting vendor named ESNS and the Canadian firm named Dominion, which, as you may have heard, Team Trump definitely thinks worked in a huge conspiracy with Venezuela's former now-dead President Hugo Chavez and with Cuba and with China and their bamboo to steal the 2020 election for Joe Biden. And just so I don't get sued, uh, though the Venezuela Hugo Chavez claim that Trump's uh, Trump attorneys have, have been uh, have have been using to claim the election was stolen that actually comes from my own accurate exclusive deep dive reporting at bradblog.com back in 2010 they took that information and then wildly reimagined and repurposed it You know, to to make this ridiculous claim. Uh, So to be clear, there is absolutely zero evidence that Dominion or its voting systems did anything like what the Mog Mob has accused them of and uh, is is suing them for uh, by billions of uh, dollars in defamation lawsuits by Dominion against Team Trump. Anyway, with that background... The next stop in the uh, Stop the steel cavalcade, apparently, is Wyndham, New Hampshire, where, according to Manchester, New Hampshire's WMUR, former President Donald Trump charged in a statement on Thursday there was, quote, massive election fraud in New Hampshire and the 2020 presidential election in November. He congratulated, quote, the great patriots of Wyndham, for, quote, their incredible fight to seek out the truth. New Hampshire state and Wyndham officials are about to have a forensic audit conducted of the state representatives race in that town of, of Wyndham. Now, as I've tried to uh, take pains to note in the Maricopa case, I have nothing against post-election audits and recounts, etc, and forensic examinations, even when they are carried out by right-wing loons with no evidence of wrongdoing. Right-wing loons have every right to know that their election as well, their election results, are accurate and reflect the intent of the voters. The problem in Maricopa is that election officials have lost all control of the ballots. They've been turned over to this private company. They were forced to do so by the Republican state Senate to hand them over to this uh, cyber ninjas firm, which subsequently prevented the public and the media and even state and county officials from overseeing what they were doing, from overseeing their process. And now those ninjas are essentially running amok with a process that will not bring any confidence or transparency to the originally computer-tallied result. It's a joke. It is audit theater, as I have called it. So now I hear you know, a lot of these guys saying, well, uh, you know, if they're so confident that uh, Joe Biden won, what are Democrats so afraid of? Well, I don't know what Democrats are afraid of, but what I'm concerned about is that these guys, at the end of the day, can come out and say they found anything they want, and there will be no way to rebut them because in fact, what they are doing is likely making things much worse. For example, I've I've explained the the documents explaining the process being used in Maricopa that the cyber ninjas tried to keep a secret. They called them, went to court, said they were trade secrets, but they were eventually forced, you know, to disclose these documents by a state judge, and they revealed that the process being used to tally votes. Uh, in the uh, Arizona Veterans Memorial Coliseum could result in a minimum, a minimum of 42,000 votes being changed by the paid auditors without ever setting off any alarm bells within their uh, counting process or even being trackable in any way beyond going back and counting all of the ballots All over again, which, frankly, can no longer be done because the now secure chain of custody has been broken on those ballots. Anyway, that's my problem with what's going on in Maricopa. But as WMUR reports, uh, the audit team in New Hampshire prescribed in a state law quickly passed earlier in the legislative session is now being organized and the audit is expected to take place within the next several weeks. I've got some inside-ish information on who is involved in all of this and what we might be able to look forward in this particular audit. I'll get to that in a moment. But a few days ago, a video surfaced showing Donald Trump telling, telling wedding reception guests at his Mar-a-Lago resort uh, that he yeah and you know he sort of like turned into a a, a Las Vegas greeter down at his club. <laughs> I was going to say Walmart greeter,
1: but you're right, more like Las Vegas. Well, you
0: know, I'm thinking like you know, think Fat Jake Lamada doing his nightclub act in a Vegas lounge at the end of his uh-huh. career in Raging Bull. Remember that?
1: Yes, wow. <laughs>
0: That's kind of what I'm seeing here uh, with Donald Trump showing up at these weddings. Uh, let me tell you, gang. Anyway, uh, he he told the wedding guests over the weekend uh, to watch the recount taking place in Maricopa County, Arizona, where he said, "I wouldn't be surprised if they found thousands and thousands and thousands of votes." Yeah. So thousands and thousands and thousands. He won't be surprised at all. Well, maybe. He then went on to say, uh, after that, you'll watch Pennsylvania, and you'll watch Georgia, and you're going to watch Michigan and Wisconsin, and you're watching New Hampshire. They found a lot of votes up in New Hampshire just now you saw that. Of course, nobody saw that. No, Um, you didn't see it because it didn't happen. (laughs) But he said you saw that because this was a rigged election. Everybody knows it, and we're going to be watching it very closely. So on Wednesday, Trump confidant and senior advisor Corey Lewandowski, who just happens to be a Wyndham, New Hampshire uh, resident, apparently, He denied uh, to WMUR that uh, Trump's comments meant that the former president was alleging there was widespread voter fraud in the town of Wyndham or even in the state during his talk at the reception. You know, it's funny when you accuse someone of, of, uh, you know, their town having stolen an election. They kind of not so happy about that sometimes, even when they're Corey Lewandowski And, of course, Lewandowski, Trump's former campaign manager, was undercut the very next morning on Thursday morning when Trump left no doubt that there was, quote, massive election fraud in New Hampshire, although he presented no evidence. His statement issued through his uh, his uh, PAC Said, quote, Congratulations to the great patriots of Wyndham, New Hampshire, for their incredible fight to seek out the truth on the massive election, massive election fraud, which took place in New Hampshire and the 2020 presidential election. The spirit for transparency and justice is being displayed all over the country by media outlets which do not represent fake news. I'm, I'm trying to figure out which... Do we represent fake news or, we, or, uh, or I'm real I'm sorry, are you news? trying to I'm, find
1: some logic in there?
0: Yeah, I'm just trying to figure out where we fall in that. Anyway, he said, People are watching in droves as these patriots work tirelessly to reveal the real facts of the most tainted and corrupt election in American history. Congratulations, Wyndham, New Hampshire. Look forward to seeing the results. And then the state's Republican governor, Republican Governor Chris Sununu came out and rejected Trump's claims. He told uh, WMUR in a statement, quote, a discrepancy of 300 votes out of over 800,000 cast does not constitute massive election fraud. In fact, he said it is proof that New Hampshire's voting process is the most reliable, safe and secure in the country and that we will ensure every last vote is accurately accounted for. If anything, Sununu went on to say later, I think the fact that we've focused on 300 votes goes to the integrity of our system, adding... Somewhat ridiculously, uh, we have the best system in the country, a system where we will do an audit, even if it's over a couple hundred votes. Well, your system is is hundreds of votes off. You should do a forensic audit to figure out what the hell happened, especially with the crappy, hackable, error prone 20 year old Diebold scanners by the way, run in New Hampshire by a company named LHS with an extremely shady background that runs them in the state. Go to Bradblog.com and search for LHS if you like. (laughs) You'll see what I mean. Anyway, uh, Governor Sununu added, uh, and it's not about President Trump or Chris Sununu or Joe Biden. It's about the citizens who cast the votes. That's why we do the audit and make sure every vote is counted. I don't know of any other state, he said, that goes to such extents. But here, our system, 99.9 percent, worked absolutely wonderfully. And now we're going to audit 300 votes. Okay. well, sounds good to me. Sununu asked a reporter, uh, asked by a reporter, if he uh, considered Trump's comments to be dangerous. He said, quote, I don't really consider them, to be honest. We're focusing on Wyndham. And the state of New Hampshire, the state's all Democratic congressional delegation sharply criticized Trump's comments. However, U.S. Congressman uh, Chris Pappas called Trump's statement debunked lies and dangerous. Uh, United States Senator Maggie Hassan said, uh, quote, free and fair elections are the backbone of our country and the former president's attacks on our democratic process are false and dangerous. Senator Jean Shaheen added Donald Trump's lies about voter fraud and those who gave uh, and those who, who gave his falsehoods credibility led to a violent and deadly assault on the U.S. Capitol. It is shameful, she said, to see these lies continue. Wyndham Selectman Bruce Breton, who is a staunch Trump supporter, uh, however, he said, quote, I think the president I thank the president. For taking the time to thank the patriots of Wyndham. When the audit is completed, we'll find out what the real problem is. With discrepancies of 300 votes for four Republican state representative candidates and 99 votes for the top vote getting Democratic candidate between election day, uh, the election day total, and recount totals said Breton, that is a large amount for the town of Wyndham. So it's unclear to me what has actually happened, but apparently they did a follow-up count uh, after Election Day uh, of the results in this uh, state representatives race, and the, the results were off by 300 votes for four different Republican state reps and uh, 99 votes for the Democrats who was uh, in this race. That is a problem. That is a concern. I agree. Though not frankly for the, you know, solely self-serving reasons that Donald Trump is claiming massive fraud. There is no evidence at this time of massive fraud. There's no evidence in fact of fraud itself. There's a concern about these numbers. It's unclear why the difference between the original results and the recounted results so far Uh, The computer scanners they use in New Hampshire are frankly so old and crappy they could have failed for any number of reasons, or it could be human error, not malfeasance, human error in the programming, human error in the recount. Uh, When they recounted the votes uh, the next time, we just don't know yet, but for the record... In 2016, Donald Trump lost New Hampshire very narrowly by a mere 2,700 votes or so. So naturally, he charged massive fraud at the time, as because he Because that's what he does. Because that's because he lost by 2,700 votes. It must be fraud. <laughs> in uh, in in February of uh, 2017, uh, he claimed, without any evidence at all, that he lost New Hampshire. Uh, The the prior November, because thousands of people were brought in on buses from Massachusetts to illegally vote in New Hampshire.
1: Oh, yeah. Remember that?
0: Oh, yeah. So he lost in 2017 or in 2016. Then in 2020 election, instead of losing by twenty seven hundred votes, he went on to lose in New Hampshire reportedly by more than fifty nine thousand votes to Joe Biden in the state. That is a whole lot of invisible buses that nobody saw. (laughs) Uh, other than Donald Trump. Uh, anyway, the good news here is that New Hampshire has brought on a guy. They're they're getting this uh, this Wyndham, New Hampshire uh, audit ready to go. They brought in a guy named Mark Lindemann. He's a longtime voting system and post-election audit expert. Uh, he's actually an academic. He accidentally uh, he, he actually knows how these systems work. He works with the nonprofit nonpartisan verified voting group Uh, experts in this field, all of them, even if I've had my occasional disputes with uh, with verified voting at various times for various reasons. Uh, But we've had their folks on this show many times over the years. And uh, so I realize he's not a cyber ninja. (laughs) <laughs> with with no evidence of, uh, you know, no experience in in doing this sort of thing. He actually knows what he's doing. He actually knows how voting systems work. And he's going to be in charge of this count. I don't know if that's going to make the MAGA mob happy or not. But wait, it gets better. Lindemann has in turn brought on so far two guys who know about as, as, as much as you possibly can. They're about as good as you can possibly find in this particular field, and both of them happen to be colleagues and, and longtime friends of, uh, of this show and of bradblog.com one of them would be Philip Stark. he is the inventor of the so-called risk limiting audit protocol or RLA protocol that basically calls for hand counting a sample of ballots in any given race and by the way, he calls for this not in you know elections where you're concerned there might be fraud or mistally but in every election that this should, he you know argues this should be done after every election to be mandated right. And and he has sort of invented the protocol for this to count, uh, hand count a sample of ballots in, in, in any given race with the size of the sample to be randomly chosen, correlated to how large the margin is in the race. So if the margin uh, reported by the computers is larger, you can... Uh, A smaller uh, sample count will will give you confidence that the results are accurate. If if it's a really, really tight race, then you have to count many more ballots by hand to get scientific certainty that all of the ballots were tabulated accurately by the computer as per voter intent. And in this particular protocol, and I'm sure I'm botching it. We've had him on the show before. (laughs) We'll do it again. But uh, in this particular protocol. You know, if they find problems in the hand count, then they count a larger and larger sample as they go all the way up to 100 percent of the ballots, if need be, in order to get that scientific certainty. So I've already touched base with uh, with Philip on this. He is a a mathematician, a math uh, professor up at UC Berkeley, very well respected, has written a lot of papers on this. And I've I've already spoken to him a little bit about this I hope hopefully he'll be able to join us in the future to discuss what will go on in this Wyndham New Hampshire New Hampshire uh, recount or audit or whatever the hell it is so far he tells me he doesn't know all that much about the way this is going to play out and the way the protocol is going to happen and so he's one the other guy who has been brought into this audit is really exciting you may have heard of him if you saw HBO's Emmy-nominated uh, 2006 documentary "Hacking Democracy" or its 2020 uh, follow-up called "Killchain: The Cyber War on America's Elections" that came out last year. We had the filmmakers on this show on, I think it was on the day that it was released last year on uh, on HBO. Yeah, as I think I recall. so. Uh, in both films, a central character was this legendary Finnish. Computer security expert and white hat hacker by the name of Hari Hursty, who has been responsible for many of the landmark hacks in in uh, voting systems. In fact, the very first hack, first known hack, I should say, of a Diebold tabulator exactly like the ones that are still used in New Hampshire. This hack was seen live in the dramatic, climactic final scene of Hacking Democracy, along with uh, legendary Leon County, Florida election supervisor Ion Sancho, who was a guest on this show just a few days ago to talk about Florida's new voter suppression law. It's a great movie, Hacking Democracy. I think you can see the whole thing online now. And uh, basically, Hari showed how those uh, tabulators that they use up there still in New Hampshire today can be hacked so that the hand-marked paper ballots say one thing, but the results are printed out by the scanners show the complete opposite. And the only way you would know is if you hand-count those paper ballots. Well, apparently they hand-counted the paper ballots in Wyndham, and they found that they were off by three or 400 votes. Now Hari Hursty is going to show up and check it out, along with Phil Stark and Mark Lindemann. I've known uh, uh, both uh, Hari and and Philip for years. Hari is a longtime friend, even though his accent used to be so thick that I can't have him on the radio. (laughs) I actually interviewed him on camera. I think it was one of his first interviews on camera ever, um, I believe, for, for a documentary that I sort of star in called Murder, Spies and Voting Lies which you can even watch today at votinglies.com. Uh, we had the subtitle Hari in that movie, remember that? Yeah, but
1: that was a while ago, so.
0: His English has gotten much better. Yes. So maybe we'll have him on the show uh, one of these days. Him And uh, his
1: globally deserved reputation yeah. for being the top guy in the world on this. Well deserved. I'm glad he's on it.
0: He runs the voting village that we have had uh, for many years, going back in Las Vegas, where
1: at DefCon, yes, at DefCon,
0: where people come in and, and hack the results uh, in you know minutes flat as soon as they get their access uh, to these systems. Anyway, so hopefully we'll have Hari uh, and or Philip on the show soon to explain what the hell is about to go on in Wyndham. But I wanted to let you all know about this, get this on your radar. As uh, Desi likes to say, uh, we are your early warning system. We we told you before anybody else what was going on in Maricopa, the clown show down there. Yes, even about the bamboo nonsense. And so I'm giving you a heads up here. This is the next place that the mob believes that they will show evidence that Joe Biden didn't really win the election, that it was stolen on his behalf from Donald Trump. And while I suspect that they will find no such thing, they may find problems in that state's crappy 20-year-old Diebold scanning systems. But this is being done in a way that I can almost guarantee is not going to be like the clown show that we're seeing in Arizona. Good. By the way, those same crappy Diebold scanning systems, those are the same ones, ironically enough, that Andrew Breitbart, until he died— used to make fun of me for pointing out we're vulnerable (laughs) to hacking and failure. You can still find his tweets to me about it on Twitter. I believe the last one read, uh, and I quote, in all caps, Diebold, 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 Diebold. He thought that was really funny. Yes, Diebold, Andy. I tried to warn you. Now his business partner and disciple, Steve Bannon, is certain that the election was stolen by Dominion and I guess now the defunct Diebold company as well. You're welcome, Andy. Quick break, and we're back with Desi Doyen and the Green News Report right here on the broadcast. It has uh, it has been a busier than expected uh, week this past week, Desi Doyan, and it has so been. so we we ha- actually had to push off your uh, Green News Report until today. But <laughs> don't worry, we still have it for you. Your latest Green News Report. The new climate normals are out today and they show a daunting trend.
1: The Earth's new normal is hotter than it used to be thanks to global warming. Thanks, global warming! A new study has discovered glaciers are melting at two times the rate most experts had predicted. Alarming new news for the planet's glaciers.
0: Thanks to global warming.
1: California accuses Nestle of stealing millions of gallons of water. Plus, Biden cancels Trump's border wall funding.
0: All of that cancel culture and more straight ahead from bradblog.com. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. Climate deniers complain that doing anything is doing too much, but we just learned the price of doing nothing. One insurance company estimates that climate change could cut the world economy by $23 trillion in 2050. As crop yields fall, disease spreads, and rising seas consume coastal cities. It's not a good sign when your insurance company sounds like the Book of Revelation. This is your Green News Report. That explains this new ad. Geico, 15 minutes could save you from the dragon whose tail will sweep the stars from the sky and lo, the lamb will break the seventh seal. Repent, sinners! I'm gonna soak up the
1: sun
0: Okay, Desi Doyen, more Thanks, Global Warming Stories, today?
1: (laughs) Yes, unfortunately. So so NOAA, the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, measures global climate trends using averages over 30-year periods. This week, NOAA updated its 30-year average and, surprise, confirms that average global temperatures have increased 1 degree Celsius since 1901. Uh. Extreme rainfall events are also increasing in frequency and intensity, all thanks to man-made global warming.
0: Thanks global warming.
1: NOAA warns that the increases in temperature and extreme weather events have huge implications for everything from agriculture to infrastructure. In America, our average new normal temperature is also a full degree hotter than it was just 20 years ago, with the southern half of the country seeing particularly sharp increases in temperature. Up north too, Fairbanks, Alaska is no longer designated a subarctic climate and will now be classified as a warm summer continental
0: climate. Oh, man. And that's one of the reasons I guess we've seen warmer temperatures sometimes in Fairbanks, Alaska, than we've seen down here in Los Angeles. Exactly.
1: Meanwhile, new satellite data shows that nearly all of the world's 220,000 glaciers are melting faster than ever. And the rate of melting is also accelerating. A new study has found the Earth lost 30% more ice every year from 2015 to 2019 compared to the previous five years. And it matters because in areas like densely populated India that rely on glacier melt for their drinking water, that faster rate raises the risk of water shortages oh, and deadly glacial outburst floods in mountain communities when glaciers collapse.
0: That's going to be a huge problem.
1: But the biggest threat to global stability is the glacier's contribution to rising sea levels, according to CBS meteorologist Jeff
0: Barardelli. We have pretty much locked in over 20 feet of sea level rise. It is good going to happen no matter what We do. What really matters is how fast the sea level goes up. If it goes up very fast, then we cannot adapt Mm -hmm. as a human race fast enough. It causes a lot of international instability. But if we allow it to happen slowly, which is what we're trying to do, then over the course of hundreds of years, we can adapt to that more gradual sea level rise. And yeah, none of us will be here by then anyway, so who cares?
1: (laughs) In other news, a new analysis by ProPublica has identified major problems in California's forest carbon offset program which allows polluting companies to pay forest owners for keeping their trees intact to store carbon in order to offset the polluter's emissions. The program has generated nearly $2 billion in revenue. However, ProPublica's new research shows that California's oversimplified system doesn't account for actual carbon absorption by different types of forests, finding many aren't actually achieving real carbon reductions at all. But it's still allowing companies that buy the forest off sets to justify polluting even more, actually increasing emissions.
0: Good for ProPublica getting that story out.
1: Yes. Also in California, regulators have accused bottled water giant Nestle of draining millions of gallons more water out of the public's San Bernardino National Forest than it is entitled to, as drought conditions worsen across the state. A 2017 investigation found Nestle has withdrawn 25 times more water than is allowed by its permit, for which Nestle pays just $2,100 per year.
0: Per year. And then how much do they charge you for that bottled water they stole from California?
1: Finally, a bit of good news. President Biden is canceling funding for construction of ex-President Donald Trump's controversial southern border wall. The White House says some of the leftover funding will be used to help reverse the environmental damage ah. caused by construction of the wall.
0: Good. That is a little bit of good news, a very little bit, but we'll take <laughs> it much more on that story and all of the other ones we couldn't get to today at our website, greennews.bradblog.com. Find, follow, and share us planet wide on the Facebooks and the Twitters at Green News Report. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. And this has been your Green News Report. All in the- Yes, it is. Yep. Thank you very much, Desi Doyen. And and, and just to be clear, California is is uh, not only accusing Nestle of stealing millions of gallons of water for, what, 2,000 a year? And yep. then they resell it to us. But they've now finally, after all of these years, ordered them to stop, to cease yes. and desist.
1: Yes. Stealing so.
0: our water in the middle of a drought. hmm Good. So
1: maybe something will finally come of that dispute that has been going on for years now.
0: That's good news. And uh, the other less good news, however, uh, you mentioned that the melting of the glaciers has... Uh, thrown off all the weight and the water so on the, the planet? Yes, okay, so really? the melting
1: of the glaciers, there's a new study that just came out that says the melting of the glaciers has actually moved the Earth's axis because, like a spinning top, when you redistribute the weight of a top, it starts to wobble a little bit. The melting of the glaciers flows into the oceans. The oceans sloshing around has actually changed the mass distribution of water around the Earth, and that has caused the axis to, to move. Not enough and to And the Earth affect- is
0: wobbling, and it's going to fall off no, entirely? no. no, and- no. Roll now, down the hill it
1: is not <laughs> it is not it enough might. to affect us or anything or be even oh, noticeable yeah. in any yeah. way whatsoever but yeah. it's still it's still and uh shows very clearly humans impact on yeah. the planet
0: says you now i have to worry that the the earth is going to fall over now <laughs> thank you very much to our producer desi doyan to all of you for spending a portion of your day or night with us if you missed any portion of our delightful broadcast today you can download it anytime for free at bradblog.com, all of which is made possible by those of you who stop by bradblog.com slash donate to help us stay on your public airwaves. We are 100% listener supported. No advertisements from Nestle, which I just don't understand. Uh, <laughs> so we and tr- in honesty, we could use your help to keep going. bradblog.com slash donate. Drop me an email if you like. I'm bradcast at bradblog.com. And on the Facebooks and the Twitters, I am simply the Brad Blog. We will see you there. Until we see you here next time, I'm Brad Friedman. Good luck, world. Oh,